недостаток, мелкое яйцо. Наши же местные курунцы. Hey everybody, Annihilation Almanac Frozen Tales of Terror was recorded live at PAX East 2020 and featured original stories by Alyssa Louie, Arthur Lula, Matt Jekyll, and myself, Ash Sevilla. The panel featured the fantastic voices of Sissy Jones from Firewatch and Darksiders 3, Courtney Taylor from Mass Effect and Fallout 4, Sarah Elmella from Anthem and Gone Home, Larissa Gallagher from Astral Chain and Agents of Mayhem, and Brianna White from the upcoming Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you enjoy Annihilation Almanac, reach out and let us know. Follow us on Twitter at NerdAppropriate or reach out via email ash at nerdappropriate.com. Exterior Peregrine Mansion. We see a young woman approaching a Victorian home overgrown with thick weeds and brush. Heavy snow falls from the sky and a thick layer of fresh white powder covers the ground. The woman is dressed in a hideous yellow and brown fast food worker's uniform, complete with a military-style cadet cap. This is Evelyn, but her name tag just says Ev. Evelyn pulls a small piece of paper out of her pocket, stares at it, pauses, and then rings the bell on the mansion's exterior. After a few moments, a woman in a fine black suit opens the door. She's tall, middle-aged, with long blonde hair pulled into a tight bun, regal-looking. She holds a clipboard in her left hand. Hi. Craigslist? Evelyn holds up a piece of paper with an address in red pen. The woman on the other side of the door says nothing. This is 526 Balmoral, right? I I spoke to someone on the phone this morning. Please come in and dry off. The others are already filling out their paperwork. The woman smiles weakly and motions for Evelyn to enter. She steps out of the way while bowing slightly. Evelyn awkwardly half-bows as she passes the lanky woman while brushing her wet hair out of her face. Interior, Peregrine Manor. We see the house interior dimly lit by bulbs and candles. Old black and white pictures, obscured by thick dust and cobwebs, hang on the walls in no particular pattern. Two women sit on a burgundy velvet sofa. An older woman with leathery skin and a red bandana rolled into a headband does not look up, but continues scribbling away on a piece of paper attached to a clipboard. This is Jennifer. Next to her on the couch is a young woman dressed in operating room scrubs. She's tired looking, but manages to squeeze out a broad smile as Evelyn approaches. This is Tandy. What brings you to the haunted house? Money? The older woman smirks and puts her pen down. Ten grand is real money. That that ain't no joke. (laughs) Jennifer offers her fist to Evelyn in an effort to fist bump. In quotations. Fist bump. (laughs) To to which Evelyn very awkwardly bumps as it's her ver as if it's her very first time. Name's Jenny. Now that you're all here, let's get started. I am Diana, and this is my family's estate. You have been asked here to participate in a study that should only take a single night to complete. Yeah, yeah, when do we get the money? All that you need to do to collect your check, $10,000, was it? Is spend one night in the house from sundown to sunrise. That's it? That is it. You'll also need to sign this consent form. Legal mumbo-jumbo, I'm sure you'll understand. 
Peregrine points to a thick, multi-page contract held together with staples. We cut to a close-up on Evelyn, who stares at the contract uneasily. Just... Just sign it, sweetie. It's just its just a bunch of legal bullshit. I guarantee that it's the same turd sandwich you've signed a hundred times before. I read it. Evelyn stares at the contract, then back to Jennifer, before finally locking eyes with Tandy. I totally skimmed it. That's legit. Evelyn eyes the thick contract and begins flipping through the pages. It looks like an exhausting read. The gist is that if ghosts kill you, you can't sue Morticia here, but... I guess you'll be dead anyway, so who gives a shit? Then you can haunt this place too. How fun. Haunt a palooza! Evelyn quickly flips, flips through the packet and looks around the room, clearly uncomfortable with the situation, but hurries to the end and signs. Very good. Let me go get some towels for you all to dry off and perhaps some more wine. <laughs> I'll be right back. Peregrine exits the living room, leaving the women in awkward silence. Evelyn, still soaking wet, wrings out her hair and breaks the silence. So, what are you going to do with your 10K? Student loans. I don't know why the hell I decided to go to med school. Wait, you're, you're a doctor? Sort of. About three more years, give or take. I promised my dad that I'd finish, and guilt is a bitch. Shit, girl, you'll be loaded in no time. Well, a lady still has to eat in the meantime. What's your story? My husband passed in 2016 and left me with a goddamn mountain of debt. Every bit helps, right? Ouch. It ain't easy coming up with ten grand. I figure spending the night in some bullshit old house beats hustling for months. What about you? Tandy looks Evelyn up and down. She's soaking wet and looks incredibly uncomfortable. Well, I'm not afraid of ghosts, really, so... Ten grand would be a really big help. Yeah, but what are you going to use the money for? Vacation with a, a boyfriend, a mountain of weed? Uh, apartment renovations. Nothing too exciting. Ugh. Peregrine enters from the back room holding a bottle and three towels. She wanders to the other side of the room, cracks open a cabinet, and begins pouring three glasses of red wine. I trust you like Cheval Blanc. Peregrine extends her hand with a full glass of red wine. Both Jennifer and Tandy stand up to take a glass. No wine, Miss Evelyn? I'm good, thanks. Jennifer rolls her eyes and starts to pound the glass of wine. <laughs> she eyes the bottle in Peregrine's hand. <laughs> I'll have hers. <laughs> Evelyn laughs despite herself. Jennifer brightens. Be my guest. We have plenty. Jennifer begins to pound a second glass and holds it up in the air as if to cheers, Evelyn. To the ghosts! May they leave us the fuck alone. Peregrine places the towels and wine on the mantel and walks to the room's entrance. Once you're comfortable, I'll, uh, once you're comfortable, I'll give you a brief tour of the property and where you'll be staying at this event. We ask that you remain in your respective rooms from sundown to sunrise. Sounds like a plan. Dissolve to interior kitchen day. We see a massive kitchen, lightly designed to feed a large family, Old appliances are covered with dust and grime and likely no longer function. This is our kitchen. We don't use it much anymore, and this area is off-limits to you during the stay. Does any of this old shit still work? Jennifer points to a rusty meat grinder and mixer on the countertop. I don't cook, ma'am. 
Tandy smirks behind Diana's back and grins at Evelyn, who returns a smile. Let's move on, shall we? Dissolve to interior ballroom. The ballroom is vast, with large maroon tapestries hanging from the vaulted ceilings. Chairs covered in white cloths line the walls and surround the open floor. A massive chandelier hangs from the ceiling. It's covered in cobwebs and grime. Many of the gems and baubles also appear to be missing. This is the grand ballroom, once a place for gatherings, events, and more weddings than I can count. My son and I used to also use it to play kickball in here, much to the dismay of his grandfather. Peregrine is interrupted by an unmistakable sound. A distinct, high-pitched screeching comes from within the walls. Something like a scream, only prolonged, distant, and deafening. Evelyn's mouth opens a fraction of an inch. Okay, what the fuck was that? Peregrine places her fingers in her ears and smiles weakly. Pipes. Very old. Pipes. Shall we continue? Dissolve to interior, second floor living hall. The hall is exceptionally dark and lined with doorways leading to various bedrooms. A long red carpet runs the length of the hall, flanked on both sides by a variety of oil paintings and portraits of people both young and old. This place is spooky as hell, am I right? Evelyn walks up to the painting of an old bearded man and stares into his eyes. I bet these paintings on the wall have spaces for your eyes. For peeping, you know. Peepholes. Yeah, though. Peregrine clasps her hands behind her back and turns to face the women, who stand staggered throughout the hallway. There are no peepholes. What's with this place? Why the, the dim bulbs and the cobwebs and shit? I was thinking the same thing. I assure you that... We once again hear a loud banging reverberate through the hallway, freezing Peregrine mid-sentence. She looks up at the ceiling, annoyed. Okay, what the hell is that? The three pause, listening to the loud clanging as it gets louder and louder. It's the oil heater. It makes that ungodly sound when it's uh, getting low. Well, if you can afford to pay us to camp out here, maybe you should pay a fucking AC man to come check out your goddamn ghost conditioner. Ghost conditioner? I'll head to the basement after we're done here and deal with the rattling. You need not worry about it. Peregrine walks a few steps down the hallway and pauses in front of a large oak door. This is where you'll be staying for the evening. We ask that you remain in your rooms until dawn to collect your payment. Peregrine opens the door and takes one step inside. All three girls follow her. Interior, Evelyn's bedroom, dusk. The bedroom is plain, with white walls and oak furnishings. A large window with white flowing drapes can be seen on the far wall. A wall-to-wall shelf containing a collection of old books is visible. You should have everything you'll need until the morning. There are toiletries in the bathroom as well as fresh towels, should you want to freshen up. So we just have to sleep in our rooms until morning. That's it? No catch? No catch. I assure you. Just spend the night and wake up to receive your compensation. Mm -mm. There has got to be a, a hidden camera or something. You know if you screw with us, we can sue you, right? Do you want your money or not, Doctor? The three women look around uncomfortably. See you all in the morning. Yep, sleep well. I'm going into a coma as soon as I close my eyes. Bed bugs biting all that shit. See you all in the morning. Cut to interior, Evelyn's bedroom, night. We see a close-up of Evelyn's watch. 
It is 4.55 a.m. Evelyn stares at the ceiling of the old bedroom while a small sliver of light from the hallway illuminates a line of light on the floor. Evelyn sits up in bed, scoots off onto the floor, and begins to lay flat. We hear a knock on a nearby door, not Evelyn's, followed by a second knock, getting closer, but still not on her door. Evelyn freezes and stares at the door, waiting for the knob to jingle, to jiggle, or a knock to occur. Finally, we hear a loud single knock on the door. Evelyn stares at the door while still laying on the ground, prone mid-workout. We see a small envelope slide under the doorframe and into her room. Evelyn snatches the envelope into her hands, hops onto the bed, turns on a dim lamp, and begins to read. Cut to interior Tandy's bedroom, night. We see Tandy holding a similar note in one hand. She looks exhausted, as if she hasn't slept a wink. Her hands shake. She shoves the note into her pocket and begins to move toward the door. Cut to interior Jennifer's bedroom, night. Jennifer, with a note in her hand, wipes, wipes a stream of tears from her face. She begins to slowly open the door, peeking out into the hallway. Cut to interior, ballroom. Evelyn, Tandy, and Jennifer slowly make their way into the ballroom. Seated in the middle of the room at a large banquet table is Peregrine. In front of her on a silver platter are three revolvers. Welcome, ladies. As your note stated, the wine you consumed earlier in the day was filled with a slow-acting poison, Amanita, that should kill you by dawn. That gives you roughly ten minutes to make some very hard decisions. Oh, fuck off! Where's the camera? No cameras, Jennifer, my dear. Just a bit of a game. Jennifer eyes the pistol on the table and locks eyes with Peregrine, who, for the first time, is looking less than composed. On the table are three pistols, each with one bullet. I am also holding a single vial of antidote, which means that only one of you is making it out of here alive. We see Tandy look at the table, and then Jennifer, who does not move, but pivots uneasily. Now, Evelyn, you may be thinking that I didn't notice, but you didn't drink the wine drink. Why is that? Evelyn begins to cry and looks down, unable to look anyone in the eyes. Tears roll down her cheeks. You're with child, are you not? Diana runs her fingers along the barrel of the middle gun, but does not lose her composure. Just, just let me out of here. We see Tandy inch closer to the table with her hands shaking. What do you think you're doing? Evelyn begins to cry and locks eyes with Peregrine. Why are you doing this? Let me continue. Peregrine stands up, scoops the guns off the table, and casually hands them to each of the women in the room. The contracts you sign essentially make murder within these walls legally tonight. We had our lawyers draft it up, and I assure you, it's bulletproof. I didn't do anything. Why are you doing this? Please! Three guns, one bullet each, and only one single vial of antidote. Oh, and if you shoot me, nobody lives. Evelyn struggles to speak, but panic has her frozen. You have about three minutes to decide who dies. Will it be the drunk, the doctor, or the knocked-up fast food worker? Sorry. 
Tandy takes her revolver, levels it at Jennifer's head, and pulls the trigger. We hear a loud click. Well, shit! Jennifer whirls around with her gun held in Tandy's direction, and we hear a loud click. The three women look at each other, all clutching their pistols. They pace uneasily with fear and anger pumping through their veins. Very well. Now that you all have that out of your system, Evelyn's gun is the only one with a bullet in the chamber, so she gets to decide which one of you lives and which one of you dies. The three women are stunned and shaken. Evelyn's expression passes through amazement to shock and back again. Evelyn faces Peregrine. I'm so sorry. I... Peregrine interrupts here by holding up a single hand and nodding. Just pick and get it over with. I'm, I'm bored. Tandy nods and wipes the tears from her eyes. Do it. Just do it. Peregrine takes a long sip from a glass of red wine as a small grin creeps across her face. Evelyn spins, changes targets, aims her pistol at Peregrine and pulls the trigger. We hear a loud click and no bullets leave the chamber. Very interesting choice, Evelyn. As you can see, the sun is now up. All three of you are welcome to leave at your leisure. It always amazes me what people would do under pressure. The three women share uneasy glances at one another, all drenched in sweat. Killing me was an inspired choice, Evelyn, really. The things a mother will do for their spawn, truly remarkable. Evelyn throws her pistol to the floor and falls to her knees. Now then, would you like your $10,000 in the form of cash, check, or direct put deposit? And cut. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's so much better when you guys read it. That was a lot of fun. Originally, they all shoot each other and die. If you enjoyed Annihilation Almanac, please reach out and let us know. You can find us on Twitter at NerdAppropriate or email us directly, nerds at nerdappropriate.com.